All right, so the NBA season has come to an end, and it's the Toronto Raptors who are crowned the NBA champions. And I'm a little bit stoked here, Sean, because I said the Raptors would win in six games. And let behold, here we are on Saturday, and it's the Raptors who took it in six games. And not only that, but while we were just sitting here, the news broke that Anthony Davis has been verbally agreed to be traded to the Los Angeles Lakers. Sean, what a day we're having right now. This is quite a day, and I, I gotta hand it to you, Raptors in six. I said it, Raptors I mean, in six. the circumstances were not anything like we could have guessed, so there's that little caveat there, but you did it. That's all <laughs> that really matters at the end of the day. You did it, right? Right. The, I mean, the thing that sucks is, like, I should have had that confidence to actually go through and put some money on this. I'll buy you a beer later. All right, you're, we could do you that. that one. I think so. I think so. I think I earned that. Yeah, but big news. I mean, you got Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson going down in this series. So the the question of whether the Warriors can repeat or make them get themselves back into the finals was up in the air. And now the Lakers just pulled off this juggernaut of a trade for oh, Anthony man. Davis, trading away their young pieces while still holding on to Kyle Kuzma. Uh, what a day. But first, let's start off by breaking down how the Raptors found themselves here. In, as NBA champions against the defending champs, the Golden State Warriors. We got to start with Game 4 because Game 4 was just a battle. And they, <laughs> and the Raptors take that 3-1 lead over the Warriors, 105-92. What, well, how did this game go down, Sean? Well, I mean, it was honestly like kind of a pretty crazy game for the Raptors. Kind of just took it to the Warriors who, I mean... Klay Thompson returned, but it was his first game back, so he wasn't really feeling it yet, and they kind of needed him back for this game because the Raptors had taken a 2-1 lead before. Mm -hmm. um, and then you just look at the rest of the roster, and none of the guys were really re ready to step up. I mean, DeMarcus Cousins is still in his slump here again right. uh, with four turnovers and 15 minutes played. And it honestly was a pretty close game through the first half. But then the Raptors were able to take the third quarter, I believe, in a 37 to 21 margin and held that lead for the rest of the game. Yeah, it seemed like the Warriors were just trying to throw anybody out there outside of DeMarcus Cousins to make that center position work because, I mean, Cousins was just, for every good play he did, it seemed like he did three bad plays. <laughs> and you throw Kevin Looney out there and he went to the free throw line. He just basically chucked the ball. He just cannot raise his arms up. Um, Andrew Bogut, I mean, he's got the size, and he got a couple key rebounds there to keep him in the game for a little bit, but dude just can't Saul, keep up whatever. with anybody. It, yeah, we're talking about Andrew Bogut here. Right. And Marcus Saul's on the other side. Serge Ibaka's on the other side. Yeah. It's like you can't even compare it. I mean, this man, he just came off the Australian League. <laughs> he's not ready for the NBA yet. No. <laughs> Yeah, and Kawhi Leonard making things, just trying to get that 3-1 lead going off for 36 and 12 with four steals here uh, to take that 3-1 lead. And, I mean, at this point, it seemed like the Warriors were barely hanging on for a threat. And who know, who knows if they were going to be able to come back? Who who knows if the Warriors were going to be able to come back to Toronto and actually put up a fight? But that Game 5, I think, is probably my favorite oh. game of the whole series. I mean, it's your favorite and your least favorite at the same time. As, as an NBA fan, as a Warriors hater, it's your favorite game of all time. <laughs> but yeah, that Game 4, the Raptors just taking it to the Warriors, putting them against the edge of the cliff. <laughs> and now they're faced with this decision. Do we bring Kevin Durant back? Right. And sure enough, they did. And now we got this crazy game five where, man, the Warriors are able to stay alive. But at what cost? At right. what cost did they preserve this series for one more game? 
Yeah, and the only reason it came down to this close, 106-105 final score, was just like that insane start that they had. Thanks a lot to Kevin Durant. But you know what? <laughs> I did forget that this was the game where Kevin Durant went down when I said it was my favorite. <laughs> well, how was your favorite game? It, well, I mean, it's still my favorite game, but it's not because of the, because <laughs> because of the fact Kevin- that Kevin Durant went down. I just liked it because it it was a grueling, it was a wrestling match out there. Like both teams just really fought. Oh, a really good game. And I mean, Toronto struggled to score. The Warriors came out hot, and then they themselves had a scoring struggle. I mean, the I mean, you can make a claim that the refs kind of blew a lot of calls out there for both sides. And because I mean, they were, it, that game got physical. Yeah. And um, I mean, obviously, hence the score, the finishing score there, but. The Warriors still ended up hanging on this fight, even with Kawhi Leonard getting hot there um, mm-hmm. with the final three minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Yeah, so let's run through a play-by-play of what happened and how the Raptors could have sealed it in Toronto and had a yeah. much better after-party, I'd say, because celebrating in Oakland, they probably weren't invited to any bars no, at they, that point. <laughs> no way. You got to get back. You got to get on that plane fast and make a stop in Vegas to celebrate. <laughs> make a stop in Vegas, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, might as well. seems kind of random, but I mean, it's on the way, I guess, a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, so go, breaking down this last three minutes here, the Raptors could have sealed it. They were up six, and Nick Nurse takes a very questionable timeout. They had all the momentum. The Warriors seemed like they weren't going to score for the rest of the game at this point. Right. And he claims that the team just needed a break at this point. His guys were just all too tired. Yeah, when I saw this timeout being called, I was like, what the what the hell is going on here? Like, it seemed very, <laughs> even after the game, and and I'm not, we're not the only ones. Like, it seemed like everybody across, um, even ESPN and the Twitter sphere was was going back to that timeout as like, why was that called? Kawhi Leonard made three buckets in a row. Yeah. It seemed like Steph Curry and and the rest of the Warriors were against the ropes at that point. And all the, all the Toronto Raptors needed was just one more jab, one more bucket. And that would have been it. But this timeout gets called and it seems like it gave Curry and Clay Thompson, the rest of the Warriors, that little breather that they needed to come back on the other side and make some clutch baskets to, go up by one and take this game right exactly so down six with two and a half left clay drains a three off the curry assist and then on the next possession steph ties the game with a contested three with just under a minute 30 left and then after that clay comes back the next possession and drains another three to put the warriors up three and there's still just under a minute left in the game so within two minutes this lead that the raptors have has now turned into a deficit (laughs) and you're wondering like are they really going to blow it Yeah, like in Toronto right now? Like, this is insane. But the Raptors get a layup with 30 seconds left to get within one. And then what seems to be like the play that will really seal it for them, DeMarcus Cousins commits a stupid moving <laughs> screen that just gives the, the ball back right to the Raptors with 15 seconds left to run a play with a timeout left that they don't call this time. Yeah. And now you're just wondering, okay, like they must have had something planned for this, right? Right. Um I mean, this was crazy cuz when I'm watching this in real time, I actually didn't realize that they had a timeout left. I kind of yeah. assumed that they did it when the inbound play came in. Then you get Kawhi, the play breaks down when Kawhi gets doubled with that great double team from Andre Iguodala, which I mean Kawhi Leonard gets some flag for not taking that shot, but I think he pat he did the right thing by swinging it back out because he probably was going to get that ball stolen or blocked by Andre Iguodala. Right. He had, he had great position, but at that point I think that's where you have to just call that timeout. If you didn't yeah. do it going into it because you wanted to ride the the momentum or you wanted the rhythm, fine, but Right when that ball went back out to Van Fleet, 
I mean, Van Fleet caught that ball completely hesitant and unsure of what to do, whether to take this yeah. game himself. I don't think any of the other Raptors were even thinking of they were going to have to take a shot at the end. Right, exactly. I think everybody assumed Kawhi was just going to take that shot. So Van Fleet catches that ball, and there's hesitation from him, and he just gives that desperate pass out to Lowry in the yep. corner. Horrible shot. But right there with Van Fleet catches that ball, that's when I think you take that timeout. Uh, right. Reset, get a good play with those, those final couple seconds that were left on the clock, but instead you get a Lowry three that completely <laughs> bonkers out, hits the the back it back hits of the, the side backboard. of the backboard. Yeah, and yeah, Draymond Green did block it though. To his okay. credit, he got a finger on it, but I'm not thinking that shot would even go in, even if it wasn't blocked. No, but yeah, I think where they messed up though, even if they don't take a timeout, like Kawhi, he's getting doubled. You got to step back. Call for a screen or something. Right. Because, like, there's ways to get out of a double team. Yeah, and that's what you standardly have seen now in the NBA. It's like you get Damian Leonard or, like, Steph Curry, and you call for that pick, and then you Mm -hmm. run whatever comes out of that. Kawhi Leonard didn't even start the play that way. He just went straight into the teeth of the defense. And you got Andre Iguodala out there. You got Draymond Green. That's tough. Lots of size, yeah. That's tough. Um, So... Nick Nurse kind of just really showed his coaching weakness there, and it seemed like that might be the thing that could come back and bite them, but they got game six. Yeah, game six, and this was the one that me and Alan, me and you <laughs> had hotly contested the entire time. You were like, Raptors are going to close this out in Oracle. I think that's, I'm like, there's no way yeah. if it goes to game six that the Warriors would lose their last ever game in Oracle Arena. There's just no way. There's just too much hype, especially now that KD's hurt. Like, right. of course, obviously, that makes it a lot more of a disadvantage for the Warriors, but it also gives you that much more motivation if you're Steph, if you're Clay to come out. And honestly, those two guys did come out, but some other some fortunate circumstances happened to make this yeah, Raptors championship. It did. And I mean, I also got to give some credit, you know. Okay, I'm the Warriors hater here, I guess. But, I mean, Kyle Lowry came out and he fought for oh, this game. Man. I mean, it was really easy for the War- for the Raptors to, you know, the high intensity being away. They could have always just easily have fallen back to the fact that they still have Game 7 in Toronto. But mm-hmm. they did it. And Kyle Lowry came out here scoring 11 points in the first quarter. And this is the aggression that everybody wanted to see from Kyle Lowry throughout the whole playoffs. And at times it wasn't there, but when it mattered most... This guy came out to play. Right, yeah. Scoring the first eight points of the game. 8-0 for the Raptors to start. 11 points total for the first quarter. He had an amazing game all around, really. I think he ended up with, like, what, 28 points, 7 rebounds, 10 assists, something like that. Oh, yeah, he was crucial. Yeah, he he had an amazing game. But then on the other side, Clay Thompson, man, the Game 6 master. Right. He came out 8 for 12 shooting, 30 points through 32 minutes. And then the ACL tear yeah, and on the Danny Green block attempt at the rim. Just right. landed awkwardly. The whole Everyone saw it happening right before our eyes. Yeah, just stunned. Yeah, that's that really stinks for the Warriors because and, and it's, it's, it's right that you call him a game six killer because this guy has turned around series for the Warriors in yeah. the past in the game six. I mean, we've got to look back at that Thunder series. When the Thunder thought they had, they had a 3-1 lead here. Klay mm-hmm. Thompson said no way. And he came out in that game six firing to get that game back to a game seven in Oracle. Um, those, what, two years ago now? Three years ago? Yeah, three years ago, yeah. Th- Kevin Durant's only yeah been there for three years now. Right, yeah. three years ago. So that's brutal. And Klay Thompson looked like he was going to have a repeat performance mm-hmm. of that. And he goes down with that torn ACL with 30 points through 32 minutes. So... I guess you could make an argument that he was on his way to at least 40. I Yeah, I think so. I mean, it, it's hard to say. You never know what could happen. 
I mean, it's it's easier to be on the side of the Warriors would have won this game with Klay Thompson in it, but right. we don't know. Yeah. Um, but this game was a really good game despite that happening afterwards. Um, the Raptors had every opportunity to like really pull away in this mm-hmm. one, but the Warriors' defense was really good through the whole fourth quarter to the point where like neither team was really scoring very much. And the Raptors were able to get on a few runs here thanks to a Mr. F- certain Freddie Van Fleet. Yeah. Um, but other than that, it's like Siakam, he looked tired. Yeah, he looked exhausted um, out there. Gasol wasn't scoring at all. Leonard really didn't do much in this fourth quarter either. No. Um, but they were able to do just enough to get past this scrappy Warrior squad that was really... They played valiantly. Like, yeah. they were playing for their lives out there. Yeah, and I mean... The war credit to the Warriors defense just smothering Kyle Lowry and Kawhi Leonard and giving Van Fleet just enough room to just make some enough. clutch three pointers there to give to give him that slight edge. But I mean, part of the problem with the Warriors here is they were exposed with Steph Curry at six three at point guard. Mm-hmm. You know, the questions have always been: Can a guy like that actually dominate in the NBA? And he's proved wrong for a long time. But at this moment, without his offense partners and Clay Thompson or Kevin Durant, he he just could not find his, his find his spot. Right. He couldn't find the mm-hmm. space that he needed. Um, the Raptors defense just all over him and not giving him. I mean, despite the guy just running around the court, basically <laughs> coming out each game, running like 20 miles, it seems. Yeah, seriously. He couldn't get his space. But Van Fleet, man, this, this guy. I mean, if you, if we had to give a finals MVP just based off this fourth quarter just performance. The, yeah, the last quarter of the game, yeah. Then he would complete. yeah, then he would be deserving <laughs> of this one finals MVP vote he did get oh, from a from a I don't know, sixty year old, seventy year old Hubie Brown. Dude, he might be eighty at this point. I don't even know. Right. But yeah, I mean, yeah, you gotta give credit to Fred Van Fleet. He had a great game. But like, man, if you if you should know, be an NBA expert. And, like, you're going to actually tell me that Fred Van Fleet is more valuable than Kawhi Leonard <laughs> over the course of the entire series? No way. What? Like, uh, it's so stupid, man. It's so stupid. Right. I mean, he got one vote, but either way, I think it's safe to say we reach statistical significance that Kawhi <laughs> Leonard is the finals MVP. But still, that's a Shouldn't funny call out be here. A vote, man. Right. It's so ridiculous. I mean, the, let's break this down. Fred Van Fleet, he ends the series against the Warriors, averaging 14 points, shooting 40% from three and 44% from the field. Wow. Now, contrast that against the Orlando Magic <laughs> back in early May. He yeah. averaged seven points. Points, 38% shooting and 33% from three. Yikes. Like, it seemed like the Toronto Raptors were headed towards just simply an Easter, a lucky like Easter a conf- Second or third round exit. Right. Yeah. Second or third round exit, but Nick Nurse believing in Van Fleet and this guy coming through huge, which he didn't really turn it around until a lot later, until yeah. that game five against the Milwaukee Bucks where he just went crazy. And since mm-hmm. then, he's been riding that wave and. Yeah, it crashed here to it an NBA title. Si- it was ever since he had his kid, right? That yeah. baby, the baby, and then yeah, he had an interview about that, and he was talking about like, yeah, I wish I hadn't had my baby because then people would actually give me credit for doing well <laughs> instead of oh yeah, it's just because he had a kid. It's some weird like destiny thing. Yeah, like that dad, the dad <laughs> yeah, factor dad, or something. Dad magic, right? Exactly, but. Dude, this guy took over, and luckily for the Raptors, we were just talking about it. They have him for one more one year. One more year. They got most. Uh, of- nice deal, ten million. Yeah, I, I paid ten million for that guy. Can, can you imagine being in this world right now that we're living in, where Fred Van Fleet was the guy that they were like letting finish the game for the Raptors in Game Six of the Finals to close out a series? I mean, like it- Leonard didn't even touch the ball. 
on right. some of those possessions. It was just Fred Van Fleet ISO. Yeah. Fred Van Vliet ISO won the series. You got to give the who gets the final shot, the open man, the <laughs> open man. And I think, I mean, he was creating for himself, too, though. Yeah. At like, moments. Yeah. Yeah. He, he'd get the switch on Cousins. Oh, man. And then he just put him through the microwave. Right. 5'11", Van Flee. I mean, credit to Nick Nurse, though. He gave him the confidence to do that. His teammates gave him the confidence to do that. Yeah. Um, kind of sucks that he did turn down that game six final shot as, oh, as opposed to throwing the ball to Lowry. Right. wonder if he could have sealed the <laughs> yeah, deal. Yeah, for game five. I know. Oh, if game that, five, yeah, right. If that, if that happened, that, yeah. But then we wouldn't get this performance from yeah. him, which really showed people like, yeah, this boy can play. Exactly. Yeah. And that's not bad for a guy who went undrafted. Undrafted, man. Yeah. So, Masai Ujiri, man. Yeah. He, he deserves so much credit. Yeah. So should we talk about the fact this whole thing that's coming out with when the championship was finally won, Messiah Jiri trying to get onto the court oh, and yeah. reportedly slugged or like or, happened to yeah, hit a police officer yeah. with his left hand on the on a second shove. What do you what do you think about that? I'll give you It's like I don't know, man. It it was weird because I saw like they asked for his ID. Yeah. And it's like if you're just a security guard that really doesn't watch basketball like you wouldn't know who Masai Ujiri is or who what he looks like so this yeah. this could be any guy being like oh I'm important right and this guy's just trying to do his job I can see that side of it but like I also don't know exactly what happened like it could have been a racist cough right like, I have no idea I guess people take it to that level I really don't take that narrative I don't want to take it that far but I simply yeah. think it's just a moment where like everybody's high like security right. guards are on alert oh, because yeah. super high alert yeah because everybody's trying to rush onto the court i'm sure they like i bet there was a report out there of how many fans they actually stopped like it's probably like oh, up in the, yeah. uh, more than 20 yeah, people so many angry oakland fans man yeah. or like toronto yeah. fans that want to also storm the court uh, they're canadians man they're or, very very polite right but anyways oh no, they're not <laughs> yeah but i mean it just i guess it's a bit of and a bad luck maybe but messiah jury i'm sure his emotions were extremely high too and he maybe just forgot to flash his credential to the guard security guard the security guards on high alert yeah it's just a complete misunderstanding all you had to do is flash your credentials it's like you definitely have credentials you're the president of the team like how would you not have that on you it's like yeah there's there's definitely some mess up on both sides here like he probably could have handled it better the cop could have handled it better but i will be pretty sad if he gets charges Oh. Charges for just wanting to join his team on the court, man. Yeah. Like, that is messed up. It just sucks that the, you get that celebration, but then you also have that. that you're going to have to deal yeah. with. Yeah. They had to have Kyle Lowry come over and, like, get him, like, pull him onto the court. It's right. Like, come on, man. Like, this this dude risked it all. Risked his whole job on getting one guy and that ended up in a championship mm-hmm. that made a bet on it, and it worked out as yeah. well as it could have ever gone. So. Right. Yeah. And be, I guess we also will go on back to the game because I we kind of got ahead of myself yeah, here a little yeah, sure. bit. Let's talk about that last play the Warriors got because I actually think that was a great play, Rand. You thought that was a good play? Oh, yeah. I thought Steph Curry got a like great look. like threw the ball out of bounds on the inbound oh, pass. Sure. That's, <laughs> but I think that's what they were going for. Throw that cross-court pass. It's a risky play. Yeah, that was throw, very risky. Throw the throw that pass cross-court to the weak side. Yeah. And you just get the whole defense out of the way. And then Steph Curry runs in off that it's, pick. Gets that clean look from that, el- that three-point elbow. Like it's a risky play. Quote-unquote. It's like, a, it's, it's like it's Steph Curry. Steph, yes, yeah, it's a Steph Curry clean that's shot. The thing. It's like, sure, you got a shot that Steph Curry could hit, but couldn't you get a shot that like 
most guys could hit, and then you have Steph Curry <laughs> shooting it, and then it's even better? Maybe. Like, I don't care if it's a good shot for Steph Curry. I want a great shot for Steph Curry, which should be pretty easy to get. You know, like, um, you could have given him so much more than a fadeaway on the elbow. <laughs> like, that is not a good play. Yeah, I... He had two guys next to him still. It's not that like he had much space. He just yeah. had space because he was far out on the three-point line. Okay, I could... I'm here. Okay, I, I could like see that. that. I could see... I still think, like, at this point where you're at in the NBA Finals, like, that's probably the... One of the better shots you could get. I guess you could get... Mi- and he didn't even need a three, which, I mean, I'm going to bring yeah. up every time someone takes a three when they didn't mm. need one. Like, I would have liked to see him just kind of go like right off of Draymond like run right into him almost yeah. and use him as a body and right. then just take like a baseline jumper I see that, we can do that that would have actually been set up pretty well for that right and he takes a shot in that exact same corner that Kyrie Irving took yeah, his shot in game exactly. 7 and Steph Curry does not sink the shot and I mean I've, I've been seeing a lot of things and a lot of commentary on the fact that people making the argument that Steph Curry's just not clutch and I always think that argument is kind of a little bit lousy but wasn't isn't there that stat that he's like zero for eight in the yeah in the closing seconds the, yeah yeah there's that and I guess it makes sense but I think part of it is just because dude the dude's six three and it's it's Alan tough. Iverson was like six foot that's true <laughs> the size doesn't matter I know. I guess I'm I'm gonna stand up for Steph Curry here no. a little bit, man. He was out. his 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 fellow Splash brother was out. The entire Toronto defense was looking at him. Yeah, but it all just comes down to you're Steph Curry. Yeah, like I guess are you so. a, are you a top ten player of all time? Are you right, make that shot. He hasn't. He did it, and he and he hasn't. Um, we'll see. I mean, we'll see yeah. what happens because I guess that leads to the next question: is like, is this it? Is this the last time we'll ever see the Warriors? In the NBA Finals here. No. It, not, yeah. Especially if they don't re-sign both of the guys. Yeah. Yeah. A year later. not Maybe not next year, but the year after. If they have the same team, yeah, they'll be right back there. I agree. Yeah. So, this isn't this man's last chance. It's I think. not his last chance, but, man, that was for a three-peat. Like, yeah. They're not going to three-peat ever again. No. Yeah. That would be crazy if they be, that'd be, Yeah, if they're all, like, 34 and, yeah. like, three-peating together, that would be nuts. Right. Yeah. Um. I don't see that happening, though. But... They got that play, bricks it, game over. Kawhi becomes Kawhi. first ever player to win Finals MVP for both conferences. Both, yeah, East and West, man. First player ever. Right. So we were just talking about this. How you you mentioned that Kawhi Leonard is going to be a mercenary, just traveling oh, to different it. franchises, Join, get, yeah. get, giving them their first ever NBA championship. Oh, it'd be so poetic, you know. Just or. Or there's the other narrative of, like, only break up repeats. <laughs> he just takes the next yeah. two years off. Right. <laughs> yeah. Let the Lakers uh, get two championships and then take them down. That would be crazy. <laughs> That's the narrative the NBA would love to see. Is <laughs> Lakers win two championships, comes back to the Clippers, yes. stops the three-peat. <laughs> the dream. Yeah. But so yeah, I would love that. A special shout-out, though, to this Raptors team. It's five out of those players off that roster are international players in Marcus Siakam, Ibaka, OJ Ananobi, and Sean, you didn't want me to list this guy's name, but I'm gonna list it anyways. Chris Boucher. Why why do we have to make it five? Why couldn't we just say they have four international? <laughs> He's on the players? roster. Is was he even on the bench? Was he even at, at the game when he, they won? Or I was saw, he on the couch or practicing with I the G League? I, I don't know, but I saw 17 total minutes 
in the in this year's playoffs. So he was in there. In the playoffs? In the playoffs. How did I not see that? I mean, I I mean I can definitely see how I wouldn't see that. It could be seven. I think it might be seven. I think I might be remembering. Where's this it man wrong. even from? I think he was from Is he French? It no, he's French. not French. He went to U of O. He went to University of Oregon. But he is from what? Well, that doesn't mean he can't be French. True, but I forgot what country he's from. But anyways. <laughs> you don't even know if he's a foreigner. <laughs> no, I know he's not from the US. I saw that he was an international player. But anyways. Okay, he's he's a Saint Lucian born Canadian. There we go. Okay, he's Canadian. Is that really foreign? It's, it's not America. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, okay. Yeah. All right. So I guess four meaningful international players. There it is. And you have an Asian American in Jeremy Lin. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, you got you got a lot of you got a lot of players here. So I guess this is the question here is who does this NBA championship mean the most to? It's kind of a silly question, but I yeah. think I think it's something fun to to discuss. It's, it's got to be the Raptors. Well, it's well, who be. exactly in the Raptors? Oh, who? We're talking individually. Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry. It means so much. Yeah, he he's been the most loyal out of all of them. He's been there the whole time, and he is able to withstand the loss of his friend <laughs> to the, the cold, cold San Antonio Spurs. Right. And he embraced it almost. Right. You know, like we they saw that uh, interview with Rachel Nichols where they basically said there was a lot of ups and downs in mm-hmm. the season where. I mean, man, I wish we could figure out what that was because yeah. there's probably some juicy stories in there. <laughs> but we might never know, but it sounds like there's a lot of adversity. Yeah. And for him to go through that and also just be loyal to this team and just, like, develop as a player there, like, this is what it all culminated to for him. Yeah, I, I guess I could see that. Because um, I think Kyle Lowry's sort of in that position where he's a good player, great player at – uh, for a couple a of years player, there, yeah, yeah, he and, still is a great player. I would say. Okay, that game six performance. That's a great. That's a great player. Performance. True. Okay. Okay. I'll take that. Um, but it seems like had he not won this championship ten years from now, nobody remembers who Kyle Lowry that's is. That's true. Now he's just sealed himself into basketball immortality yeah. here. Him and Jeremy Lin. Yeah. <laughs> somehow Jeremy. Yeah, somehow Jeremy Lin's name popped up in my Twitter line, Twitter timeline. And I'm like, why? Why is he's Jeremy the, Lin he trending? Is, he is every NBA fan's secret and favorite player. Yeah, he's just like one of those infamous. Like Everyone Jeremy Lin him. will somehow be if even without this <laughs> NBA championship, he would somehow be remembered. I think. Yeah, I saw it on uh, I think it was Basketball Ref or Roto World. Like Jeremy Lin was trending more than Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Like. It's like everyone loves Jeremy Lin. Yeah, like he was trending higher than Siakam. Oh yeah, Marcus Saul. Like I was like, what? <laughs> like Marcus? I, I I thought we were gonna get flooded with feel good Marcus Saul stories of his Memphis days, and he finally okay. did it, broke through. He's got an NBA championship, <laughs> like his brother. Yeah. But no, Lin, we're Lin talking about Sanity, Jeremy Lin. Lin Sanity has a special place in every NBA fan's hearts. I think it's part of it's just got to do with the dis the the. Sort of like the the collective distaste towards Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> it's like I love how it all turns into a mellow hate. Yeah. At the end of the day. Yeah. Like Jeremy <laughs> Lin's got that NBA championship before uh, Carmelo, Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. And Jeremy Lin had to come out and be like, "Hey guys, stop hating on Melo so much." <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Is Jeremy Lin seems like a he, really really nice guy. guy. Yeah. yeah. He, and that's why dude. everyone loves him so much too. Yeah, I guess so, but. I'm going to go with Messiah Jury, man, here. Because yeah. this dude okay. took a humongous gamble. Mm-hmm. And we're looking at either being fired next year <laughs> or getting a humongous bonus 
or a huge pay raise by going somewhere else. And right. and it seems like that's the latter. That's what he's getting is mm-hmm. he's he has a potential. I mean, the Wizards reportedly are offering him maybe ownership stake. I don't know how real true that is, a but ten million dollar yeah, ten million contract ownership stake. I don't know about the ownership stake, but still, nonetheless, the fact that he's that guy now, right? Like he like he is the most sought after NBA front office man. Like. Maybe even more than Jerry West. Yeah, probably. I mean, he's like basically what like Phil Jackson was all those years ago when yeah. he went to New York, where it was like it was like a bidding war for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but he obviously Which, lost that. But <laughs> yeah, and this is also great for just like African Americans in NBA yeah. front office positions in right. general. Like this, this is a guy like who is relatively unknown like mm-hmm. a few years ago, and now he's he's on the top. Right. And that's huge. Yeah, and he's built his way there. He just, like, didn't just all of a sudden get an opportunity out of the blue. Like, he's built his way there as assistant GM, mm-hmm. went to Denver, built something good there, uh, came out to Toronto, you know, because the Raptors, like, you you can't disrespect this franchise. Like, they've been steady playoff yeah, contenders for a long, for a long time. time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now they've broken through that mold, which is it's a, hard, it's a lot harder done. And you think like, yeah, you can, it's easy. I mean, maybe it's not easy, but you can be four and five and, and three for a while, but to go one, two, and then break and go to the NBA finals, right. a lot's got to go right for you. And you take risk firing your coach, trading your, your franchise player at that moment for somebody else who right. had a lot of question yeah, marks. Fan in terms favorite of health. player too. Like yeah. that, like he was under so much scrutiny after that, like Kawhi Leonard better pan out. Right. Yeah. And that, he was still health questions at this point last mm-hmm. year. And even when that trade went down, I mean, even me and you were surprised that Siakam and or OJ and Anobi weren't wasn't right. part of that package. Like yeah. Jacob Portal was part of it. Jake Puddle. Jake Puddle. <laughs> yeah. So Misaya Jiri did a not only took risks but did things the right way. He yeah. made a good deal for Kawhi Leonard there, right. and now he's an he's he, NBA they champion. Did, they've literally done everything they could to try to convince Kawhi that he has to stay. Yeah. Like they won an NBA title. Every restaurant in the city is going to give Kawhi free food. There's a man out there trying to give him a cactus. Yeah, Kawactus. <laughs> the Kawactus. Yeah. <laughs> plant guy, man. I really hope that when he gets back to Toronto, that plant guy is like waiting there on the tarmac for him. Oh, that'll be hilarious. But, uh, man, Kawhi Leonard just giving the fans and the media and the Toronto Raptors then nobody any hints whatsoever of what he's doing. Yeah, which is fair. It's been uh. one day since they won. He just wants to go party, man. And it's really True. cool because, like, what we're seeing is, like, a very more candid Kawhi now. Like, yeah. Like, coming out and being more, like, talkative and emotional and seeing him after, like, in the locker room afterwards is really cool. Just, like, he's celebrating and he's, yeah. like, super happy. Like, we don't see that emotion from him. Like, he hasn't really been that player ever. And, right. Yeah, seeing, like, how much this means for him is super cool. Yeah. And, like, how he's just kind of blocked out the haters this whole time. Right. You know who else you could put in here? Who does this championship mean the most to? Hmm. New Balance is an executive balance. board. <laughs> they, they took a risk coming back into they? basketball, signing Kawhi wow, Leonard, one of the most low-key basketball stars. That's <laughs> perfect for them. Yeah. yeah. And now it's like, this dude's an NBA champion. Yeah. Is he the only New Balance-sponsored basketball player? At this moment, I think so. I think they might have somebody younger, like a first-year guy. Yeah, this could be the start of New Balance breaking back in. Right. I mean, new. I mean, Kawhi Leonard just like starting with the laugh, going with the "I'm a fun oh dude" quote, 
now he's out there an NBA champion. I mean, they also had that brilliant uh, billboard in Oakland, the you know the real king in the north or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then in uh, Toronto, when they won the championship, there was one of the board man gets titles. Right, exactly. Yeah, that was awesome. So I guess you could put M New Balance executive board there for making that decision to get back into basketball, getting Kawhi Leonard, and who knew this guy is gonna, was is now your NBA champion, and you're gonna get all this free PR and marketing in a way, but. Still, like, I mean, this is uh, not basketball related, but still, New Balance is kind of messing this up a little bit because you can't yet buy the Kawhi Leonard shoes yet. So, But you can get the Boardman Gets Paid t-shirt. You can. <laughs> <laughs> you can get the t-shirt. Yeah. And that, that shoe better drop this summer, though. It's yeah. never going to get higher than it is right now. Oh, yeah, you got to. You got to, because the NBA right now, <laughs> as obviously as we just saw with the Anthony Davis trade, it's moving fast. Like it, it's all, We're already on next year. Yeah. It took one day for the NBA to just take a rest, and now it, it's it's never over, which right. is great for us because we, we never have to not stop talking about basketball. Exactly. So the NBA championship honeymoon phase, soak it all in, <laughs> that's probably going to be only limited to like a week I now. I thought we'd at least get a week, you know? Yeah. We don't even get a week. We got two days. Yeah. I was like, okay, at least until the NBA draft happens. Like, nothing's going to happen until then. Right. And then we get this. Yeah. Anthony Davis <laughs> to the Los Angeles Lakers, a deal that involved Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, three first rounders. That includes the number four overall pick here. So we know that these first rounders are probably can't be consecutive first rounders, but we're also still unsure of what the protection around these are right. going to be. I got to imagine at least one of these is going to be unpro- completely unprotected. Well, yeah. I mean, the number four one is like that basically amounts to an unprotected pick. Right. Um and I I got to think that the other ones aren't protected. Maybe the 2023 one is protected. I doubt the 2021 one's protected because yeah. you have LeBron and AD still in that time period. Right. But for 2023 if if we're saying that it's going to be in um, alternating years, there's got to be a protection on that. Yeah. I have to think if I'm the Lakers I'm like, "Wait, we only have Anthony Davis at that point. Yeah. We need – give us, like, top five maybe. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the last time the Lakers did a trade like this, it was a trade that involved Steve Nash. Oh, and God. that kind of set us back, as that you know, so an entire bad. decade. So <laughs> I got to think the Lakers want to offer yeah. some better protection than what they had in the past. Or, yeah, so maybe, like, top 15. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll see. I mean, if they do get that top 15, that's great. Uh, I mean, Woj's article already came out, and he said – what did he say? Um, there's a steep, steep price. price. Yeah, steep quote quote steep price. I don't. This is the great deal. I, I thought. Think. Yeah, you got <laughs> to keep Kuzma. Yeah, which I mean, he's he was never on the table apparently, uh, according to some reports that came out before this trade was made official. Is that Kuzma's quote ingratiated himself within the organization, being like the favorite. Oh, of I, all I, of the young guys. I believe that. I mean. I've listened to a bunch of podcasts with Jeannie Buss, you know, prior to like the whole magic leaving when she was actually coming out and talking on Zach Lowe's podcast, Woj's podcast. Uh, and she always talked about Kuzma in a, in a really positive yeah. way. So it's like, how can you not? Like yeah. the guy just quietly goes about his work. He stays out of the media. He hasn't done anything stupid like D'Angelo Russell. He doesn't have a crazy father like Lonzo Ball. Yeah. And he just goes out there and plays hard, and he's, he exceeds expectations. Right. So, and then even out, if you take it that outside of the equation, you look at the money and the basketball reasons. I mean, mm-hmm. Kuzma was the healthiest guy out of all these. He dudes. was. So, yeah. like, let's keep him. And he and he got hurt last year too. He they did. all got hurt at right. some point. But <laughs> collectively, he's been healthier. And then the salary, the amount of money he's making, yeah. is basically pennies to this deal. So if he was added, it was basically 
it was a huge right. upgrade. It was a like, huge upgrade. You, yeah, you can't really choose between Lonzo and Kuzma because right. Lonzo makes six million more than him. Right. So it had to be between Hart and Kuzma. Yeah. Like, yeah, obviously you're going to give him Josh Hart instead of Kuzma. So they got the best possible deal they could have gotten out of this. I think so. Uh, and I mean, I think the bigger thing here is if you look back and with the Delt, Demps was in control. Supposedly, reportedly, one of the deals they the deal they walked away from the Pelicans was Lonzo Ingram, Hart, and Kuzma, two first rounders, and Solomon Hill's contract that was going to come back to the Lakers. That seems like a way better deal. That was that's a steep price. That's a steep price. Yeah, yeah for the now Lakers. you have Solomon Hill. Yeah, you get that money <laughs> added on top of you. So any chance of like bringing back a Kemba Walker or a guy like that later in the summer that's out the window yeah impossible so you do this and you don't bring any salary back in outside of like the couple from uh anthony davis uh i think it's a great deal and then i mean some of that that you're probably going to get back is the four million trade bonus that is included in anthony davis's contract so he could accept that or he could deny it um the only reason he denied it is just to be nice yeah like (laughs) do do the front office because he wants them to like maybe he's that nice of a guy who wants them to sign a max free agent slot still. Right. So that would be the difference between going from 28 million in cap space to 32. You're talking 32. You could do a much better four-year deal like that. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And at 32, I mean, you you could try to go out and get Kawhi Leonard, take a take a Ooh. take a cut yeah. the first year, you, yeah, make up for it in the additional price later. Yeah. So you could try to do that, but. Um, at 20, if it if he accepts though, we're looking at 28, and realistically, that looks like your your chances are shooting for Kemba Walker or a Jimmy Butler player. Yeah, um, Kawhi's out I of think the picture. Kemba, I think Kemba is really who they should be targeting right yeah. now. Like it makes the most sense. Like you have you have LeBron, the playmaker. You have Anthony Davis, just the 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 scorer. Right. Now you need Kemba Walker, the facilitator, and he can take over a game himself if the other guys aren't there to do it. Right. You bring in Kemba Walker. He's not quite Kyrie Irving, but he has that Kyrie Irving type he game. He has that team mentality, you know? Yeah. Like, he'd be f- oh, totally okay being the number three option on this team. Yeah. And just, he'd be able to feast some nights. Cause oh, that's, yeah. And all that- the gravity. Yeah. No, no gravity on him. You can't triple team, you can't double team three guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how that's how I'd visualize it with Kimba Walker coming in is give him you know give him the third quarter he'll he'll light oh, it yeah. up you know 100%. and then or give him the last final two minutes to close the game and he could do it for you mm-hmm. um, and Anthony Davis and LeBron just kind of bring in all that defense into them so it's like you got two revolving Jupiters <laughs> on the court so <laughs> yeah. then you get you get an open Kimba Walker and Kimba Walker can score the ball and. Yeah, he is more of a team guy, I think, than Kyrie oh, Irving. Yeah. So I think he'd be a great fit. But mm-hmm. I mean, this is also a guy who's already expressed loyalty towards the Charlotte right. Hornets, and who can offer him a super max. Yeah, who can yeah. give him. So they, the Hornets, are the only ones who can outbid the Lakers here. So they are competing against sort of an unmatchable number. Right. Yeah, so. you're you're basically creating a Warriors if you're the Lakers because if you sign Kemba Walker, you have no money left yeah none you have literally nothing maybe they get like a mid-level exception yeah and then the rest are either rookie deals or undrafted free agents yeah stuff like that or like veteran minimums right like that's all you can do you got to go out there and find your own kevin looney's and yeah your Aaron kevin looney's. you your gotta Quinn get Cook. david nuava back man <laughs> david nuava get andre ingram on the floor yeah <laughs> that would be i wonder who you give that mid-level exception to i guess you bring back javel mcgee possibly if you can't get anybody else, Ooh. you got to go out there and search and really recruit. Um, but I mean, I guess at the end of the day, this 
hopefully to me means the end of Lance Stevenson, Rajon Rondo, and KCP. KCP, yeah, that's the big one to say. They can finally get rid of KCP now that this deal is done. Yeah, like I, f- I hope we've whatever God, secret Paul, underhandling if Rich deal. Paul is able to keep KCP on this lineup. I'm gonna be so upset. Greatest agent ever. <laughs> <laughs> Greatest agent ever. Okay, but guys, bad you know, deal got, for the Lakers. We got LeBron and Anthony Davis. Like. Let's just pay KCP ten million. Yeah. Like no, don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Don't fall for his games. Let KCP get out of here. We already, we literally had him on the roster when this man was on house arrest. Like what? <laughs> house was, arrest, man. What the hell was going this on? Man, yeah. He was a he was a criminal. Yeah. <laughs> what? Who are? What are we doing? Anyways, so the I think one of the interesting news out of this is reports are coming out that Boston refused to include Jason Tatum in any trade package, which is. Something that I was telling you, Sean, way know, back. I was like, yeah. I just don't see it. I don't see Boston concluding this guy in the trade. They really um, like Tatum. Yeah. Either that or, I mean, I think maybe this is telling that Kyrie Irving really is just like he's out the window and yeah, Danny Ainge is anticipating true. that. Yeah. And that, in that point, it's like the Celtics are still a good team. Yeah. They right are. now. Right now, they are a good team. They're going to have, what, like three draft picks coming up right now? Right. Three draft picks. And then none of them are above 14. But they're still all like, I mean, they, they can get some decent players with that. And you can re-sign Terry Rozier. Mm-hmm. Um, Jalen Brown can finally play a more prominent role. Because Jalen Brown's also a guy that like people thought would be an all-star by now. Yeah. But relegated to really the, the second guy off the bench with Gordon Hayward being the first. Like, that was never going to, he was never going to grow Mm-mm. like that. So maybe you give him a little more room now. Um, Boston can look better. And yeah, I guess now that they refuse to include Jason Tatum, it put the pressure on the Pelicans to make this deal with the Lakers. Yeah, because um, they weren't going to get any better deals. Yeah, there's no way, and there's <laughs> you don't no want Kevin Knox. For yeah, Neil exactly. Gina. That's what I was going to say. I don't think they walk away from the table and deal with New York next, oh, which yeah. would be the third guy on the coming up. But it's a it's a huge yeah, drop terrible. off, I think, in terms of yeah, trade package so available. Bad. So other news is Davis, Anthony Davis, no surprise, won't sign his extension this summer with the Lakers. He'll play it out one more year so that he can get that. Yep, that get that super max. Yeah, get that super max with the Los Angeles Lakers. And uh, shout out to LeVar Ball, who was at the Drew League reportedly when all this came down. I'm sure we'll hear a comment from him yeah. at some point. You know, it really feels weird that Lonzo's not going to be on the Lakers anymore. Like, he felt the most Laker yeah, out of he did. all of the guys. Just growing up LA kid you know mm-hmm. like always been a Lakers fan and now he's gone yeah he's very uh so like very celebrity like yeah very celebrity like well, yeah. I mean his dad is a big part of that but yeah he just he was LA you know <laughs> in uh two years ago like, yeah he was the face of the franchise two yeah. years ago without having done anything done on the basketball <laughs> exactly yeah. yeah we went to that game so pumped to see Lonzo Ball <laughs> how crazy is that yeah <laughs> Yeah, UCLA kid, the big baller brand everywhere across Southern California. That, damn, they got to be sweating bullets right now. Oh, I don't know how, what's going to happen with that and the, and the ball dead. and the family it's thing. It's dead. It's all dead. Yeah. Good riddance. Yeah, but I guess one positive here for the Pelicans, who I don't really think they got that bad of a deal either. It's not a bad deal. It's yeah. not exciting. Yeah, so they get $18 million of cap space still left. So, I mean, dude, they could go get D'Angelo Russell. They no. could get Julius Randle. Do you think uh, D'Angelo Russell would want to sign for that little? Man, we'll see. He just made an all-star. Right, but I don't. I don't. I just don't think D'Angelo Russell is a 25-plus guy. I think he's going to get that money, though. You think so? Oh, Somebody's going to give it to gonna him. Someone's going to give him a four-year, $100 million deal. <sighs> Drew Holiday is on a four-year, $100 million. Would you not pay D'Angelo the same you pay Drew Holiday? Man, Drew Holiday's 
potentially all NBA defense. I mean, D'Angelo Russell could potentially be all offense. True. All it's, NBA. it's opposite sides of the coin, sure. But like, yeah. as far as like ability, if you were to rank like all the NBA players, like Drew Holiday and D'Angelo Russell would be pretty close. Right. I guess we did do it the other day when we were talking about like top 10 point guards and he's right there, like he's, number six, number seven. He's going to get 25 million from someone. We'll see. We'll see. There's so much money flying around. Yeah. You know, like someone like Orlando. <laughs> Orlando, Phoenix. Phoenix is probably like, looking at Ru- there, Yeah, Russell. there's no way this guy doesn't get less than $100 million this year. Man, we'll see. I don't... I don't... You uh, really don't think so? I After think that he, year... Uh, I don't know he, if I would give him that much money. He, he scares me. He made the playoffs with Carice LeVert injured, with Spencer Dinwiddie injured. D'Angelo Russell brought that this, team to the This playoffs. was a very... I mean, the Eastern Conference is top-heavy. I did give you that for sure. But he but did it. He did it. I guess we'll see. We'll see. I think we'll I think we'll agree to disagree on this one, Sean. What do you you we'll, really we'll think he's going to get, like, a Clint Capella contract? Not a Clint Capella. I think he'll get $20, 21000000 a year. <sighs> okay. I... I <laughs> it's, so, <laughs> it's so weird, though, because I feel like it's, like, 2016... Where everyone got overpaid. Yeah. And I feel like that same thing's gonna happen this year. This year? Yeah. Like we'll we're gonna see guys like Kelly Oubre getting twenty million. Oh. That's awful. If that that's man gonna gets happen. To, if that man gets twenty million, then there's no reason why D'Angelo Russell it's like, can't get There 25. hasn't been this much cap space in the NBA since that that offseason. Right. And that that's just what I'm looking at. And like all these players are gonna get way more money at the top end, and there's gonna be a lot of like minimum contracts after that. Yeah. So we'll see what happens here because I mean, 18 million is what the Pelicans have, but they could get more if they if can they figure out how to trade some. Yes, because <laughs> this guy just like is taking up the cap space for these guys, and they have that number four pick, and it seems like there could be interest in that number four pick. So maybe they package those two together, uh, move Solomon Hill, and they give themselves a little bit more wiggle room to. I don't know, bring back yeah. Julius Randle and go get somebody else as well. And we're talking about the Kings as an option for them to trade him to. Right, the Kings could yeah. absorb some, some of Solomon Hill's money, and they could take that number four pick and continue yeah. building that young core they have right. there. I, I don't, I found the Kings, I don't know that's, if that's, that's that bad. bad. Yeah. I, I might do that, because, like, what are they doing otherwise? You know, it's like, right. they don't have a great pick this year. Yeah, and well, they're out of the free agency running, I would think. I, no one's even, they don't even come up in conversation. So, yeah. if you want to prove your team, you get that number four pick, and you absorb Solomon yeah. Hill. <laughs> yeah, you, I mean, you'll get off, you'll get them off his books by the time you're ready to make a run with Fox and yeah. Buddy Hill like, and Marvin team, Bagley. This is a team that had so much money that they were willing to trade for Harrison Barnes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I regret even considering the Kings better when Harrison Barnes got there. But they got slightly better. Did they? I think I so. I think they got worse. Well, like I guess it was were, a little bit late in the year. They were very close to the eighth seed, and then they got very far away from the eighth <laughs> seed after the trade deadline. This is true. Well, they also lost Mar- Well, they lost Marvin Bagley for a couple games. I mean, yeah, I would they argue closed Iman hard. Shumpert gave just as much to this team <laughs> as Harrison Barnes. You he just you just have a thing against Harrison Barnes. He's not good. Yeah, not I, I remember player. a couple years ago. I think that was probably one of the biggest takes I had, baddest take I had. <laughs> I thought Harrison Barnes would be a yeah. great player. Well, yeah, because you wanted the Lakers to sign him to a max deal. Well, not a max, but I wanted him. I I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wasn't gonna mind him getting paid well. 
to be a Laker. I yeah. was like, I think he can be a Back great player. Back when the Lakers had to choose between Harrison Barnes and Kent Bazemore. Yeah. <laughs> oh, bad days, but better days ahead now. Lakers are 4-1 and one odds to win the four title according to Vegas. Oh, my God. We're, we're, we're not letting the Toronto Raptors take the favorites here. They're literally the favorites. It, crazy, man. Oh crazy. It seems to happen almost all the time here with the Lakers <laughs> over the summer just getting overhyped. Um, but I just got to hope it's not the same thing as last year. And there's still a lot going on here. I mean, there's a lot of teams we, yeah, to be we formed. have no idea what these teams are going to look like in a month. Yeah, we have no idea what the Lakers are going to even be able to put on their roster outside of yeah. LeBron, Kuzma, and um, Mo, Mo Wagner Mo and Wagner. Anthony Davis. <laughs> Isaac Bonga. Yeah, Isaac Bonga. <laughs> right, like this is it. I mean, who else can we put? We'll see who wants to take pay cuts or who was willing to take the mid-level to to sign with this team. And, I mean, on the other side of the coin here is the rest of the league. We don't know what they look like. I mean, so, what, yeah, what do, you, what do you do as a Laker fan? Are you taking this 4-1 to bet? No. No? No way. <laughs> I just, like, seriously, Kawhi Leonard right now is the pendulum of power. Oh, yeah. Easily. Like, he resigns with Toronto. Toronto's a favorite out east. He comes, he comes out west. And he's got a couple choices for himself. And I guess mm-hmm. the big one that seems to really make sense, I think, is the Clippers. The Clippers. He That's signs so with the crazy. Clippers. The Clippers, man. The Clippers might very they we will might be. Do it. They will be the favorite, I think, unless we see what the Lakers can the, do. The Raptors ha- might resign him. You, like, you have to consider that. No, right. I'm considering yeah. like if he goes to the Raptors, they resign him, they're the favorite. Right. Um if he leaves them. If he leaves, it's for the Clippers. The Clippers, Clippers are, are the favorite. I would say so. Woo-hoo-hoo. Kawhi Leonard, Pat oh. Beverly, Lou Williams, Montrez Harold, Delanley Gallinari, and the two rooks. And the rooks. That's a solid oh, team. It's a, it's a very good team. Yeah. Yeah, very, very good. And you still have, an, I think they still have enough cap they, space to yeah, bring. Yeah, they have for two. Yeah. yeah. Have enough cap space to still bring in some other quality players. Yeah, you could bring in like a Chris Middleton. Right. Maybe, or a, I mean... There's a lot of options. I mean, Clay Thompson's still on the board, mm-hmm. but I feel, feel like he's going to go with the Warriors. I think so. I mean, um, it's for fine, it's for security yeah, here. And uh, Kemba Walker, I don't think they'll go for Kemba Walker. Yeah, I feel like he has. He's only Lakers or Hornets at this point. Right. But there, there's some high quality players they can get with the cap space they still have. Not, mm-hmm. not necessarily all stars, but just they, get, they just need guys to put around Kawhi. Just yeah, just solid Kawhi. role players. Yeah. So it really will just depend on. Where Kawhi goes, and then we'll see where the Clippers go from there. Yeah, I mean, it's seriously like, I mean, Kawhi Leonard could sign with the Kings, I think, and there. Oh, they God. might rise up <laughs> to close to the favorites. Oh, like, yeah, he literally like, is the pendulum yeah. right now to me. Because he is the biggest piece. It was going to be Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, okay, well, you take Kevin Durant out, you take Klay Thompson out. It puts the power all in Kawhi's hands at yeah. this point. That's got to be crazy. And he's. He's got to sit back and smile about that. For oh a yeah! Little bit. <laughs> I, oh my gosh! And he is smiling. It's, it's good to see, man. Like yeah. Kawhi Leonard is is finally become the NBA icon that he deserves to be. Right. And I mean, out of all the teams out west, we were, I mean, we were talking about it earlier today too. Is like the West just isn't as good as we all thought it was gonna be. Yeah, like, that's a big takeaway from yeah. the season. Like Portland got swept by the Warriors. I don't with Nurk even with Nurkic in there, I think they still get Harden, they still get loot. Harden and the Rockets couldn't beat a Kevin Durantless Warriors. Right. They and they seem to also just be crumbling a little bit, but we'll see if they can get it yeah. together. But it seems like they're having some internal issues out there. We grieved for the Utah Jazz. Right, the Utah Jazz <laughs> straight up getting swept by a by a by a Rockets team that just doesn't it, seem as strong as yeah, before. Yeah, that got crushed by the Warriors. Yeah, 
So, and then you get OKC with Paul George and Russell Westbrook beat by oh, Portland. Yeah. Just like, just being punks too. Yeah. Yeah. Like being grumpy about it. But yeah, so it's like the Warriors, as fully healthy a team, are the best team in the NBA. Then you have the Raptors, the Bucks, the Sixers, and maybe the Celtics, and then the West. Yeah. Which is crazy. I know, <laughs> because we've caught the con- con- continuous narrative has been that the West is deep, the West is deep, and we're, it's going to be another battle t- for the playoff seating this year, and it just wasn't that. Yeah. I mean, it was for like eight, seven and five and five and four, but it seems like that was a meaningless battle. Right. <laughs> you had the Nuggets as the number two seed this year. And yeah. Like they honestly might be the best setup to contest, which seems like the Lakers right. are going to be the favorite. Because if the Warriors end up resigning both Durant and Thompson or one of the two, like they're not going to have that player. Right. So it's going to be Curry and Draymond. That's it. Yeah. I got to think the Denver Nuggets are probably chuckling a little bit that nobody's really giving them a lot of credit. Yeah, because even yeah, winning as many games as they did, pushing the Blazers to a seven-game series, they right. with with no playoff experience at yeah, all. Yeah, exactly. Like they're still on the up and coming. Yeah, because unlike any of these other teams, is they're not relying on cap space or free agency to get better. Because they can internally just get better. Mm-hmm. Jokic is still growing as a player. Jamal Murray's still growing as a player. Right. I mean, Malik Beasley, Gary Harris, all these yeah, guys. Will like Barton. Will Barton, exactly. Like, I mean, outside of Paul Mill, like Paul Millsap is the only guy that's on right. a downtrend here. Yeah. Uh, but he doesn't need to be on an uptrend because you have so many other guys being up. You can afford a little down. Yeah. So I think they're chuckling a little bit and yeah. they're going to be dangerous. But Jokic is just the weirdest good player in the league. <laughs> It's like he just seems like a big Pillsbury Doughboy. He does, but like he has like amazing court vision, a good shot, and like a good feel for the game. And it's like this guy just looks like he doesn't give a crap out there. Yeah. He just has like the most degaff expression. <laughs> like he's like a, like a teenage boy. Yeah, like a seven foot, three hundred pound teenage boy out there. Yeah, he's like a <laughs> polar bear, man. Yeah. <laughs> he's like a polar bear who can shoot from three and never gets gassed. I am. Yeah, I, he I, played how many minutes in that like oh, quadruple overtime game? Minutes? Yeah, like, like sixty five minutes. <laughs> it's like, and he came out and played like forty minutes the next game. It's like, yeah. Holy crap! It man. sucks that they went down in that game seven. It would have been interesting yeah. to see what they do against the Warriors, but I think they're they're a sleeper. But outside of that, like I mean, even them, they might not be as good as we think they could be next year. So the Lakers are in a good position. The Clippers are in a good position to. All it takes is one name two to, LA to the teams paper. Finally in the playoffs. Could we get it? Finally. Yeah. I mean, I we want... thought it was gonna be this year. Yeah. But next year, it's gonna have to be the one. Yeah, I'm, I still am waiting for the year that the Warriors, Clippers, and Lakers are in the playoffs. Or at and least the Kings. The Kings. I mean, we could put the you Kings. Want, yeah, I think having the California Kings, teams in there. I want all California, but I feel like that's just a long shot. You know, it's it like is, yeah, yeah, it's a long shot. For sure. But that would be awesome to get all it's, four in there. Next year is gonna be the best chance, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of crazy how long we've had the Warriors, Clippers, and Lakers in the NBA, and they've never played a playoff series against each other. That is insane. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll see it this year. Warriors, Clippers happen this year, but yeah, Lakers, Clippers needs to happen, man. Like, that's going to be the most epic series. Yeah. But yeah, well, let's end the the podcast talking about these Warriors players. Yeah, because we got a little sidetrack here, but yeah, Kevin Durant undergoes surgery to repair that ruptured Achilles tendon, and it really sucks because... I said I thought he was going to come back game six, give one last try at a Herculean effort to try to win this series. And that's what he tried to do in game five. But unfortunately, mm-hmm. it resulted in a 
devastating injury. Devastating, yeah, and it just shows like that that calf was just not ready. Mm-hmm. And he planted on it awkwardly, and that you, you could see the Achilles tendon rupture. Like you could literally see it. Yeah, which is just oh, it's so bad. Yeah, and now he's out for the entire year. Mm-hmm. The same thing that happened to Demarcus Cousins, but his was in February, so he still had a chance to come back. Yeah, but this one happened in June. Then there's just no way you can come back at that point. No, it's it's gonna take a medical medical miracle, miracle exactly. Yeah. And it kind of sucks because I mean, thinking at the looking at this, it's like, well, the Warriors announced there was a it was a calf injury, but there's always that chance because the NBA, unlike other franchises, I think like they're not required to really disclose the specifics of injuries, which makes sense, HIPAA laws or whatnot. Um, so we got calf injury, but who knows? Maybe it was a lot worse. Than we originally, than any, than anybody knows, but still, Kevin Durant went out there, you know, passion and love for his team or whatever, came out here to prove that. But that's where I think his agent and his family should have tried to step in and protected Kevin Durant mm-hmm. and gave him a more objective and more reasonable thinking of like it doesn't seem like it's a good idea for you to go out there, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, even if it is a desperate situation. Yeah, as noble as it may seem, as brave or as whatever like- it may seem like. You gotta you protect saw so, yourself. Like so many haters being like, "You should play again. You should play again." And I said on the podcast last week, he should not play again. No. Like he is done. Like I did not think he was coming back. And when he did, I was like, "Oh, holy crap! Like yeah. this is happening." And then this is what happened. This yeah, is the result we get is so sad. It's sad for all NBA fans too, because like him going somewhere else in free agency was gonna be one of the funnest stories to follow. Right. But and I'm, now it doesn't even matter. Yeah, and I mean every NBA fan we. I mean, it's funner when you get the top five players playing. Right. They're all on the court. And Kevin Durant. Like, I would love for him to play for the Knicks. I don't... Like, now the Knicks are just going to suck, obviously. (laughs) But, like, I would love to see him play on a different team again. Like, it'd just be, like, a really fun, interesting thing. Yeah. And I think it just... The more I thought about it, the more I was disappointed by it. And one of the big reasons why is because I always felt that Kevin Durant was always, like, the second dude to LeBron. Who was just waiting for his chance to finally be the best player yeah, in the league. And it just chance. has never happened. Yeah. And by the time he comes back, it might be too late. Exactly. By the time he comes back, we're going to be talking about Giannis. And, um, yeah, Giannis. Kawhi still. Kawhi still. Zion maybe. Williamson. And maybe. <laughs> Anthony Davis. Who knows? Like Kevin Durant's opportunity could have been this year. It could have been next year. Like his chance to really say, like, I'm the best player in the league. Like. No doubt. Yeah. And and then it, Clay Thompson, too. Yeah. This is a big one. That torn ACL in game six. He's going to be out most of the year, if not all of it. Yeah. And so now you're looking at these two guys, and the Warriors are saying they're going to offer both of them five-year maxes. Yeah. Knowing they're both not going to play for pretty much the entire season, if not all of it. So you look at this team as constructed now. They won't have any money to sign any players. <laughs> and they're in the luxury tax. And they're in the luxury tax. Huge luxury tax. Repeater tax kicking in. Is this team a playoff team? With Steph Curry and dudes that are on that team and a chance of Klay Thompson coming back late in the year, I want to say yes, comparatively to what we saw in the West already. I want to say yes, but at the same time, I, it's just like I have no idea what the rest of the West is going to look like. It's true. I mean, so you, you look at the Lakers being a playoff team. I mean, things happen throughout the season. Right. But, like, now you're only relying on Steph. Yeah. If he gets hurt, this team is as good as, like, the Cavs. True. You get Draymond yeah. Green out. You got it's Quinn Draymond Cook Green running the point. Quinn. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So, this is it. They are on very thin ice if they sign two 
completely injured players to max deals. Yeah, if you can get the Marcus Cousins on a mid-level exception back. Yeah, if he, if he does him another favor. Yeah, and he makes has a resurgence, I think there's a chance, yes, that they finish yeah, that, towards that, the bottom of the, the West. All the rise on him being there and wanting to do that, whereas he could probably still get a good paycheck somewhere else at this point because he's proven he's healthy. Right. I want to say yes, but maybe we should ask this question when we do our season preview, when we know yes. what the rest of the rosters look I like, because like it. it's hard. It's hard at this point. Yeah, because we have no idea where Kawhi is going to swing that pendulum, where Jimmy Butler, Kemba Walker, like these are difference makers here. Mm-hmm. This will be fun. The NBA draft this Thursday. It all starts anew. Right. So final thought, just came off with just right off the cusp of the head is now that the Lakers have traded Anthony Davis to the Pelicans alongside the number four pick, you know what I'm so happy about? Hmm. Is I don't have to care about the NBA draft lottery. <laughs> so much anymore yeah Lakers fans don't need to worry about any NBA yeah. draft anymore who's the number four pick who cares? <laughs> who cares who cares if five years from now he's a star maybe I'll care but for now I don't All care low. <laughs> yeah give me Anthony Davis I'll sit out the Thursday night and I won't watch the NBA draft just kidding I'll watch it but I'll watch it there'll be some cool trades yeah Jimmy Butler got traded on draft day true other things have happened before it'll be still be fun yeah but I will no longer care this at least this year who yeah. the top five lottery picks are <laughs> who number 27 <laughs> number is 27. 29 I don't care let's move on to free agency that's what I'm glad about yes let's do it thanks everybody for tuning in catch us next week we'll break down who actually gets chosen in the NBA draft. Yes, sir. Have a good week, everyone.